Welcome to the bittersweet. Behind these doors, blinded fantasies of success and opulence meet riveting hardships and shivering realities. Imagine the thoughts of grandeur and sugary sweets meet unsavory outcomes and frayed relationship cycles. It takes 21 days to make a habit, but 90 days are best suited to commit to life. Unlock and explore your greatest assets as you enter the bittersweet. Welcome to the Bittersweet Podcast, Season 2, where we discuss all the hottest sweet topics. Today's episode is sponsored by DTG Downtown Direct to Garment, a company that specializes in printing graphic designs to any garment requested. Please check out Downtown DTG on Facebook. Also, a special shout out to a birthday presence.org presence p r e s e n c e a nonprofit organization that provides birthday presents to children ages 5 through 12 whose parents or legal guardians are deceased. To donate, please check out a birthday presence on Facebook or IG. Tonight in the suite, we have the sweet make veterans, the mogul, the visionary, the creator, and founder of the bittersweet, Mr. Commit to Life. Yo, 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 what's up, fam? What's going on, Mr. Commit? It's been a minute, man. Welcome back to the suite. Yeah, it's been a minute. Have to be back in the suite. Got my pistachios and alkaline water Ooh, lined that's up. A nice mix. Got, got the salt and the water. Yeah. <laughs> also coming up in the suite, we got a sweet mate veteran. We got the trendsetter, the move maker, the you know, laced on boots up, ten toes down, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Live. Mr. Mr. Live. This uh alkaline water got me smooth and hydrated. <laughs> Nah, give me some alkaline water. Uh, <laughs> also in the suite, we got a, also our, our, the original OG, the suite make veteran. You know, she traveled all the way around the world. We got traveling Pixie back in the building. Hey, 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 guys. Your frequent, your favorite frequent flyer is back in the building. What's going on, Welcome. Pixie? Pixie. Hey, guys. Being around the world now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yang Yang Twins. I know that song. Nah, we got to get you up on your uh, your history, brother. That ain't it. Matter of fact, that's that's a fine. That's a oh, bittersweet so fine, right there. Right. Got about it. It's mind playing tricks. So right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, also in the suite, we got our a very very special guest tonight. We got Miss Richard Wetterburn. Hi. Hey. Hello there. Hey, Miss Wetterburn. Up. I'm so excited to be this sweet. I feel like welcome to the sweet. So classy. Alkaline. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of people. 
Yeah. Yeah. We're so happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. I feel like I need to come up with a spicy little name. Like, <laughs> hey, you got time. You got time. Go what? ahead. Go ahead. You got I don't time. Know. I gotta, it's got to come to me. I, don't... I know it's. Hey, hey, you said you tweetable. So, you know. <laughs> Hey, that might be a spicy <laughs> tweetable. tweetable, baby. I'll roll with it. I love it. <laughs> we got Miss Tweetable. Hashtag Tweetable. Hashtag Tweetable. Okay. Pins ready. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be a good one, too. Pins ready. I understood that one. Pins ready. Pins ready. Ooh, I like pins that. Ready. Now you got two tags. Tweetable and Pins ready. I like Pins ready. I like that. That's that is strong. Mm. Pins ready. Well, y'all know in the suite, we like to sit back and just relax and just kind of reflect throughout the work week some of the sweet moments in life. Mr. Commit, what is the sweet moment of the day, brother? The sweet moment of the day, I want to highlight uh, a couple lyrics from the song uh, uh, My Mind's Playing Tricks on Me by the Ghetto Boys. I'm going to have Mr. Mr. Live recite it. Okay. So this Mr. Mr. Live, these are a couple of lines from the song, Ghetto Boys, My Mind Playing Tricks on Me. This is Scarface, okay? And he said, day by day, it's more impossible to cope. I feel like I'm the one that's doing dope. Can't keep a steady hand because I'm nervous. Every Sunday morning, I'm in service, praying for forgiveness and trying to find a way, exit out this business. I know the Lord looking at me. But yet it's still hard for me to stay happy. I often drift when I drive, having fatal thoughts of suicide. Mm. So that's the sweet moment of the day. Wow, mm. that was deep. Yeah, that is. Oh, deep. man. Bars on bars. Oh, man, homie. My mind is playing tricks on me. Yeah. That, uh, that song came out early 90s. And I feel like that was our invitation to uh mental health aware mental health awareness right yeah i think so too i mean i know for me i didn't know much about you know what maybe qualified as mental health or what it even was you know until we kind of started you know hearing music and just you know kind of you know hearing bars and stuff that would talk about just how you know like the gutter boys say you know your mind is playing tricks on you or you know how you can experience like hallucinogens and different things like that so i think it definitely was like our first kind of wake-up call into the realness of you know what mental health really is uh, this is this is the consultant chapman and i'm glad you guys mentioned mental health but you asked 20 people what mental health is they can get 20 different responses so let's just start with you know what is the definition of mental health I mean, you know, it's pretty much looking at your overall wellness. You know, it's just, it's just like you when you think about your physical health, right? If mm -hmm. you want to lose weight, if you want to lower your blood pressure, if you want to, you know, lower your cholesterol, you do things, you have behaviors to address those wellness concerns. So mental mm -hmm. health is the same thing. You're doing you're you're doing self-check-ins, you're getting support from outside people you're doing overall overall you're doing well and you're not in a pain that you can't describe or you can't put your put your finger on it and you're not debilitated in your day-to-day -day activities so you're doing overall you're doing well you're in a good headspace you you're, you have clarity hmm. Hmm. 
Clarity. I like that. So what can you explain to the people what your area of expertise with mental health is? So um I focus on when I was working actively in the field, um, I work primarily with um children and families. That is something that's always been very, very close to my heart is uh working with children. I have been blessed and fortunate to work with all ages from um six years old up into you know someone who's in their 70s or 80s but my heart um my heart really goes out to the children to children and families so that is my area that's what that's what i really focus on because i really want to i really want children to know that you can live a happy healthy life regardless of what your situation may be and if you learn that early you are you are destined to be great later on in life this Mr. Mr. Live. So what you saying, children, let's let's stand on that topic. So do mental health issues start from childhood? Yeah, they can start as early as six. Oh, six. Yeah. It, it early as six. The the stat is um, I believe one in one in six um youth from the ages of six to seventeen have a mental mental health disorder each year. So it starts early. You have to listen to your babies. You have to, you know, ask them, how are you doing? You know, how do you feel? Um, you know, when you when you think about something, what 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 does your body do? You know, you need to really listen to your kids and you have to be really careful about what you're exposing them to as well. Um, mentally, because that takes a you know, takes a toll on them. So you really gotta do a, you really have to do a due, due diligence to really, really work and talk to your children get to know your children that is very important okay this is the traveling pixie chiming so i have a question um so how do you distinguish as a mental health professional between learning disorders in children and actual mental health related issues yeah that's a good question so learning disorders are a neurolog neurological um issue or challenge with the brain that's something you're born with that's not something that's ever going to go away um that is learning disorders is based upon your comprehension of information and your ability to um process that information there are some challenges with that a mental health disorder it doesn't happen throughout your entire life it can happen at any given point at any given time it can come and come but a learning disorder is something you're going to live with for your entire life. Oh, that was a great response. It was very accurate, very detailed. I'm happy that Traveling Pixie asked that question because people can't, you know, determine is, is this, you know, learning disability, you know, ADHD or something, or is this like mental health? You know, right. We have a tough time with that in our community, and it kind of gets spiraled all in under one big umbrella. Um, I know you mentioned um, exposure um, can can lead to mental health disorders in children, but what are, what are, what are some of the triggers um, to mental health? One of the key triggers uh, to any most mental health challenges, I would say, are some type of trauma, um, and you know, being to being able to identify that you experienced trauma, and then that the coping skills or the lack of the coping skills to address the trauma that has occurred. Um, Genetics plays a role um, in uh, mental health challenges, your environment, your lifestyle. 
if you are in a high stressful job situation that may that may cause a mental health challenge so um just how you're living your life on a day-to-day basis mm. may make you more susceptible to a mental health challenge okay oh, wow. okay can you um uh, talk about some of the um uh, like trauma that a, a child may experience um you may have um physical abuse um sexual abuse um deprivation of affection or um day-to-day resources um high stressful situations um inconsistent um home environments um just a lack of stability um day-to-day so um and again it doesn't have to necessarily be just in your childhood it could be something that occurs when you're um a teenager the average onset the definite definition of onset is when the pretty much your most strongest um, characteristics of a mental health disorder occurs usually happens in your late teens up to 24 and so you have to think about all the growing and um, situations you're going through in middle school and high school and college you know think of situations um you know all of that stress and those different um, experiences can cause some challenges for people. And it's about the ability to cope. It's a, the ability to to reach out to support and know where to go, when to go, and and when enough is enough. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So I, I keep hearing you mention like the word cope, right? Um. Mm-hmm. So I guess what are like some coping mechanisms, or what are some healthy ways that um children as well as adults can um be taught to cope or learn to cope or you know like what are some coping mechanisms that that they could possibly um kind of um identify as ways that'll you know help them you know get through whatever um mental you know health related or or traumatic experience you know they're currently going through right so you have to find something that brings you happiness something that brings you a sense of peace um for some people it's going to a quiet space listening to calming music or um drawing or writing or um songs or writing songs or singing songs or taking a jog or you know playing outside it's all about really number one changing your environment um, and making the best of your situation. So finding your finding your peace. What does your peace look like? What do you what can you go to? Um, you know, when I am working with my daughter, if my daughter's let's say she's doing work, right? And she's not focused on, you know, kids are doing virtual learning right now and she's not focused, I'll stop everything we're doing and we'll just dance to the YMCA. You know, hmm. we're gonna break up what we're doing right now. We're gonna break up our energy. We're gonna have this fun. And we're gonna do something different. I like that. So hmm. you know, I, you know, I joke and I say, you know, I've never seen anybody look mad or depressed doing the hokey pokey. So you really <laughs> just gotta find that thing that brings you happiness. For a little kid, it may just be a coloring book, or hmm. or it may be their favorite toy, or it may be taking two sticks and making something out of it. So just find whatever brings you some sense of peace that is what you can do that that's the first step 
this uh mr mr live so i heard you say that uh you know mental health issues can really be triggered at various ages mm -hmm. uh depending on different circumstances so how can someone identify with mental health issues good question so a mental health disorder or illness is considered something that disrupts your your day-to-day -day life so if you are at a point where your sadness starts to uh, disrupt your relationships, if it starts to affect your, your job, if it starts to affect your interactions with your family, then that's a problem. And then that's when you need to get help. So we all will experience some mental health challenge in our lives. All of us will. That is guaranteed. But for others, that sadness just lingers a little bit too long and it starts to affect everything around them. So if you see someone's behaviors changing, if you see someone who is usually outgoing or someone who is usually, um, you know, present, and then they start seeming withdrawn, it's all about the change of behaviors. So when you start seeing that, those are warning signs that that person probably needs some, uh, some support, um, some professional support to get them through whatever they're going through. Thank you. In your field, uh, doing your, um, doing your, in your field, doing your career, have you experienced anybody with uh, suicidal issues? Yes. Um, one story that I, there are two stories that I tell when I teach my course. Um, one story is that when I worked full time in the field, um, uh, we had a 24 hour crisis line that we had to carry. And so we had our own clients that we worked with and we had the um, shared phone that we had for our entire company. And so one night um, I was asleep at, and I we got a phone call at 2.35 in the morning. And the lady on the other end said that she had her gun loaded and she was ready to kill herself right then. Wow. And, um, you know, you go from sound asleep to you know, you got to jump up and you have to be on point because literally somebody's life is in your hands. And mm -hmm. so um, we called, I, speaking with her and when I'm talking to her, I'm on the other phone calling uh, EMS to go out and calling her case manager to go out. Um, and fortunately she got the help that she needed and they got there in time and she was able to go and get some support and go and, and get needed. So she, she was okay. Um, but, That's good. Um, and my other story is that, and I, I tell people, you know, when I got out of um, mental health full time and decided to go work on a college campus and student support, I never thought, you know, I would never have to use these skills ever again. And mm -hmm. um, one day, one of my students that um, was around regularly, great student on paper, awesome grade, um, had some life traumas before, but behavior started to change disappeared hadn't seen them in a while and just called them out of the blue just called them out of the blue hey where are you i haven't seen you in a while what's going on and they said that they were on a bridge and were about to mm. jump at that moment that i called them wow and, um so i was like well where are you so while they're telling me where they are we had someone to go out um and go to the bridge and I am glad to say that person is alive and well and living their best life. So, wow. Uh, yeah. So, 
um, I tell people all the time, it's a training that I hope I never have to use, but I have been in a situation. And honestly, you never know when people are going, you never know when people feel like they're on their last. You never know. That's why your your energy has always got to be right because you need that person to help them get where they need to go. You never, you never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you stated that. What I learned tonight is about response time. Um, I didn't know in an emergency situation, two, three, four in the morning, when they're that close to that near death experience, that you got, you guys have these mobile crisis units that, that, that can be dispatched and go to that person. Absolutely. For people who are going through this right now and they've lost all sense of hope are in despair and they're very close to that edge what can we say or do just to buy time until those healthcare professionals can get to the scene and kind of intervene well one of the things that we um about in our class is to ask them if they have a plan do you do you have everything you need to carry this out okay if they no uh, I'm just, I have, okay, you have some time. If that person says, well, yeah, I've done X, Y, and Z, you need to communicate to your, to, to the EMS that this person has done this. So they will be prepared and know what to bring with them. Right. Um, so it's, it's a very uncomfortable conversation to have, but you need to ask them, do you have a plan? Do you have everything you need to, to get this done? And if they say no, then you have some time. Um, okay. But it's never too late um, to get to someone. Um, but it's just, it's you know, there you just never can delay, and you never know when someone is serious until it's at that moment. So um, always ask if they have a plan. Do you have what you need? What if they say yes? I have a plan. I have a firearm or some type of method that I want to, you know, take my life, and we don't have much. So what you t- you ask them, you know, well, what what led up to this point, and you try, try okay. to keep them talking as long as you possibly can. Oh, what got led it, got up it. Okay. To this point, well, um, well, tell me what how what happened in your day today, or mm-hmm. um, well, who was the last person you spoke with? Just ask them questions. Ask just keep them just keep thoughts. talking right just keep them talking okay. until the people can get to them okay okay and and it's very important because you mentioned about crisis response responding when you're calling 911 if you call and say um someone is having a mental health crisis can you please send one someone out the response is totally different than if you call someone and say there's a person in in the house with a gun so correct you know, mm-hmm. they're going to send a psychologist out they're going to send uh, a, usually a plain clothes officer out because they don't want to cause any more friction in the situation but if mm-hmm. you just say someone's in the house with a gun then they're going to they're going to come in a totally different mindset and it's going to be a totally different situation that was very helpful very very helpful. yeah yeah it really was so it does matter like how you communicate what's going on to the the um the emergency management people like you have to say the right thing so that they can send the right type of person to respond to the situation absolutely absolutely i definitely didn't know that i learned something new for sure um you sound very very passionate um about you know this topic and this subject um what what motivated you to pursue this profession 
You know, I was thinking about that. I've been doing a lot of, you know, reflecting this year. I've been able to sit still um, <laughs> in the pandemic. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> um, and it was just a series of opportunities that I took advantage of. I've always known that I wanted to help people in some capacity in my life. And, um, you know, it, it started in middle school. We had opportunities in middle school to... Uh, work with people. They had like a special pals program, and we had an opportunity for students to be to peer up with another student who may may have had some type of challenges. And it just—I mean—it was just my 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 ability to just step out of my comfort zone and say, regardless of how uncomfortable I may feel in this particular situation initially, this is a person. And I really want this person to be well. I really want this person to be okay. I really want this person to feel loved and be seen. And so that's just, I mean, it's the its the humanity in me. I really want people to be okay. I really do. That's amazing. I got applause. Yeah, that's amazing. I love yeah. that. We all get back to being a Standing ovation. Just being human beings and caring for one another and just, just asking the question, hi, how you doing? You need a right. Hug. Can I put some gas in your tank? You need something to right. eat. Just, just get back to the basics of being a human being. Right. Like, what happened? Absolutely, absolutely. Just, just you know, genuinely saying, "Are you okay?" Or you know, just telling someone a joke just to make them laugh. I mean, those types of things. You can't. You, you never know how important that is to someone. You never know. Yeah. That's very true. That's true for sure. Um, I also heard you mention about some classes. What type of classes do you teach? So I teach, um, I'm a mental health first aid instructor. And so um, that is a program that is, it's a program. Um, and so I teach lay people, community people, how to be able to identify if someone um, is experiencing a mental health challenge. And uh, we talk about an action plan to be able to um, implement if someone is going through a challenge. Okay. okay. Let me mm-hmm. ask you this. Um, so, I'm from the South, a small town, right? Small town right. South, and a big Christian family. And uh, I've seen people out in and outside my family, it's like, you know, they try to pray the, they say, I'm going to pray the craziness mm. out of you. You know, that, that's their, that's their, their, uh, method of getting rid of dealing with mental health mm-hmm. is you know take you to the local pastor put some whole oil on your head and just pray that demon out of you pray that mm. spirit out of you right so i guess the question is how do you educate people that don't know any better or they don't know to seek professional well help? um there has been a movement in the last few years or so where um especially especially the larger churches have a mental health support in their mm-hmm. for their mm-hmm. congregation yeah. so um mm-hmm. it's just helping people understand that number one it's okay to not be okay number two if you want to get biblical about it say that's why god created these people exactly oh i gotta clap i gotta exactly clap. i know? gotta clap okay god gave us all talents and gifts yep. so that's therefore right. god has blessed this person to have this talent and gift to be able to help this person so perfect answer you know perfect answer you you just have to and it's just like 
breaking down that unfamiliar I, I I don't we don't talk about this this is not something that happens in our community mental health challenges does not discriminate it does, mm, it doesn't exactly matter. that's true you know if you black brown it doesn't care if you rich or poor it will happen it, it if it's going to happen it's going to happen so we have to just be able to be okay with understanding that it doesn't mean that you're crazy it doesn't mean that you know we you're going to do something um erratic it just means that your brain needs some support and lift it and it's okay it's okay so this this is mr mr live and i'm glad you said what you just said so for the listeners that's listening um we in a pandemic right now we don't know if we're going left or right from from your uh, professional uh uh view or point um what are some tips you can put out there for someone that may be going through or don't know how to cope because this pandemic is putting a lot of stress on a lot of people and we got a lot of people that don't know who to turn to for help yeah i would say one of the things about the pandemic in particular is that we have we some people have felt like they've lost a sense of control i can't go here i i do this you know people are telling me to stay here people are telling me to wear this so it's that loss of control so find something that you can control find something that Mm. can help you get your balance back whatever that may be that is healthy find that thing and once you can get feel like you have that control back then you can start making progress so um in communities there are a lot of um support groups mental health support groups in communities um there's an organization called NAMI or the National mm-hmm. Alliance on Mental Issues. And they have over 600 programs and support systems across the nation that are free. It's free for families and it's free for individuals who are experiencing mental health challenges. So there are a lot of resources that people can tap into to just talk to someone and um, figure out what they can do to be well. Awesome. Real quick, real quick. Could you spell that? Um, yes, please. One more time. Yeah. Real so quick. Repeat it's that. National yeah. Alliance on Mental Illness or the or NAMI, oh, which is N-A-M-I. National Alliance of on Mental, mental Illness. Illness. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, they also have an amazing resource. They have a 24-7 a 24-7 helpline. Yes. Um, I'm so glad you mentioned that. If you text NAMI, that's N-A-M-I to 741-741, you can reach a professional and start getting connected with resources that can help you if you are experiencing some mental illness issues. Right. Let's say that again. Text NAMI to 741-741. They're available 365, 24-7, and they have individuals who provide support in multiple languages. So they were they are there to support you. Um, you can also call 1-800-273-8255. That is the suicide line. If you want to just talk to someone, hear somebody's voice, they are there as well, 365, 24-7. one 800 
Yeah, thank you. That's the that's the National Suicide yeah. Prevention Line, and I'm glad you stated that. Um, this this is all great information. Is is great topics. Um, because just before the pandemic in our own country, the great U.S. of A., uh, we're having difficulties with health insurance and the network outside of the network and people don't have the the coverage and they they can't afford a psychologist or a psychiatrist they are aware that they need help they acknowledge it they admitted it but they just can't afford it and they're they're, they're, and then their kids can't afford it and it's just like well where do i go to to get help so for most health insurances um double check but most health insurances offer at least three free sessions so um i would tell everyone to check with that check with that at first but also um just about every city large city um as well as cities that support rural counties and rural areas have some Mm -hmm. sort of continuum of care where Mm -hmm. individuals in the community can go and receive support so there there are many many resources that are out there that um, individuals who may have financial issues or financial strains where they can't pay a psychologist or um, a psychiatrist, you can go into the community and there are resources that people can provide to you without uh, without cost. That is, that's so true. Um, also, if you do have, um, if you are employed and you have any sort of employee employee assistance programs that are affiliated with your job yeah oftentimes we don't realize that we have access to those resources but there's oftentimes um some mental health services that are attached to your employee assistance program that will allow you to be able to to see um someone for free that will allow you to be able to seek professional help um and sometimes they even have those people stand by within your organization that can help you as well so if you are employed definitely looking within your organization to see what services you're already privy to or paying for is a great place to start um if you also live near a university absolutely a lot of universities have um help centers Mm -hmm. that allow community um that serve their communities and they allow you to see someone not just students you don't just have to be a student but if you are in the community they um set up services and professionals that can assist you as well so um if you look you know within your own um community if you look within um, school systems, universities, and if you're employed, your organization first, I think you'll find a lot more resources than you were originally aware of. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a that's real helpful. Very. Um, yeah, and I think the listeners will appreciate that information as well as us in the suite. Um, so, being that we identified uh, multiple resources that's out there for whomever want to take advantage of it what are the categories of mental health good question great question um you have personality disorders um anxiety disorders mood disorders so for example your anxiety disorders would be like panic panic anxiety or um obsessive compulsive disorder or any type of phobia um mood disorders would be like depression or 
bipolar, um, your psychotic disorders um, would be like including schizophrenia, um, eating disorders, which would be um, bulimia or anorexia, um, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, Yeah, so those are pretty much your main disorders um, that individuals would have. It sounds like um, nearby to everybody, so you fall under that category. <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody in there, one of the categories, some OCD, right? Some narcissistic, that's personality yeah, disorder right there. That right. <laughs> right. The, cons- the consultant got sad. I got seasonal affective disorder, man. This sunlight messing me up. It's dark at four o'clock, man. I need some yeah. sunlight. <laughs> I'm OCD over here. <laughs> but it's what uh can you so can you explain i know you're talking about your classes earlier can you explain uh what someone can learn from one of so, your classes uh we talk about our theme in, our, in the course is to understand that recovery is possible at any point of intervention of course you want to have someone to receive intervention early or preventive measures early but regardless of wherever you are in your process recovery is always possible that is one of the foundations of our course and we want people to realize that um it may be challenging individuals may not want help initially but you stay consistent and you stay supportive and they will know that they can eventually get the help that they need um but um we also talk about the the action plan um we discuss what should you do step one um you know always make sure you're in a safe situation make sure the person is safe and then step two you listen to them um you make sure that they they feel heard you know um you know when you you're talking to someone you feel like they're really listening to you Um, oh yeah make sure people feel heard um and give them accurate information um and a yeah. part of that is and which is why the class is so important is because we equip people with the language and I think mm. sometimes that's why the barriers come in with individuals with understanding mental health is because they don't have the language to be able to articulate what's really happening so we teach them the language mm. um, so and you're giving them information and you're encouraging the individual to receive self-help um, get some 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 um, some professional support, um, and you encourage self care. That's important, mm. um, and I don't think people really understand how important self care is. Um, there should be at least, I believe, everybody should have at least one task they do five to ten minutes a day for self care. And if you, on a consistent basis, do not do that five or ten minutes of self care then that's a red flag. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> Message. Oh, yeah. man, that's a gem right there. I'm Message. so glad you mentioned that. I done ran out of ink taking notes <laughs> doing this. She done said, listen to people, truly listen. Then she discussed self-help, and then she discussed self-care. Mm. Wow. And you got to figure out one task to do every day for five to 10 minutes because it's all about consistency right. and support. If you keep pushing that task off this day, oh, I'll do it. I'll put, You do it again. You push it off another day. Oh, I'll get to it. 
uh, push it up. Okay, there's a pattern of events happening here. You're not yourself. Oh, man. So we need to be a, like little things, just little things that you can create to kind of check in with yourself. To yeah. For doing okay. And so, yeah, I, I love that you mentioned that because a lot of people think that um, self-care is often like a big task like you gotta go get it's just about like getting your nails done and going to get a massage or a facial at least for women you know a lot of times we see right. uh, men uh, get massages too I, I got one okay. I, under, I understand yeah. what and every now and then I get okay. a pedicure, okay. so uh, don't, <laughs> don't be a sexist over here now. Okay. We know what you mean. We know what you mean. Okay. Don't be a sexist over here now. We know what you people, mean. You Men guys, matter. People, people. <laughs> let, me, let me generalize it. People often attach self-care to an action that may be expensive True. or that may cost them something or may take, True. you know, um, more than just a few minutes. They think they're not doing anything to check in with themselves if they're not doing something that yeah. requires, you know, either a monetary um, contribution or an extensive time contribution. So I love that you mentioned that you can check in with yourself and do little things every day to support yourself in your, Meditation. you know, mental health. Yoga. Um, your own personal mental health. Yeah. So I love that. I love that you mentioned right. that. Yeah, you can help someone if you're broken right like yes someone re-energized if you haven't re-energized yourself you're giving nothing so you have to make sure that you're doing well and and that is like the big picture everybody needs to you know we're we're on autopilot right when someone says Mm -hmm. today oh i'm good but are you good like are you really right it's an automatic right. response yeah yes. yes it is yes yes it is and we taught to kind of suppress right. suppress that because you don't want business, everybody yep. in your mm-hmm. business right, right that's right, true right. right and my thing you don't have a real friend that yeah. you can really be open and honest and just completely exposed with then they're and yeah. you need to be aware of that everybody needs somebody one of my um, professors to always told me every counselor or every therapist needs a counselor and a therapist. Yes. If yeah. you wow. do not have in mm. your circle someone you could just be completely honest with, I am having a rough time. I am yeah. going through. If you do not have that person, you need to check your circle because they're not That's there true. for you. That's very true. Okay. Woo. I got I'm a question. I got a question. It's Mr. Mr. Live. So, just say you confide in that person, so to speak. But then you end up hearing your business out in the streets or, you know, you find out later on that that person really wasn't there for you. Could could that actually trigger and make it, it could, worse? But at the same time, do you want to live life holding everything in? So... But mm-hmm. for that in that situation, you need to be empowered by your story. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that was my truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my lived experience. But that's not who I am all the time. Like you know, like we need to have to be empowered. Yeah. By telling our Use stories. it for good. And yeah. Also learn. Gotcha. Mm, you are really not for me. Right. Separate myself from yeah. you. So yeah, you you learn a lot gotcha. of things about people when you really going when you're really going through something. You that's true. A lot yeah. about your circle. 
So, but be empowered by your story. Never be ashamed of what you're going through because your story can help somebody else and it's only going to make you stronger on the other side of it. So we should not be ashamed of what we're going through because that only makes us stronger. You are braver, but stronger. You are overcomer. You are, yeah. are doing something great. So never be ashamed by your story. Yeah, that person may have told it, but it doesn't mean that you are less than. You are more than because you are brave enough to ask for help. And that is one of the best things you could ever do for yourself. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yo. Preach. Yeah. She got the tweet yeah. with the crown. I, that mic is hot. She dropping bars over there. So I'm much. I love it so much. We got, the, we got the 2020 Maya Angelou over here. Hashtag tweetable. Yeah. Hashtag tweetable. I'm glad she mentioned that because in a lot of communities, religions, cultures, demographics, Africa, India, Asia, Korea, wherever, there's a lot of public mm-hmm. shaming, a lot of guilt. They tell you to suck it up, be strong, don't tell anyone. Right, you know, right. it's gender bias. Oh, be a man, man up. Are you crying? Yeah. Right. You know, and I, I learned tonight it's okay to cry, it's yeah. okay to share, it's okay to be vulnerable share your story and, and you need to redefine your circle of friends and family who are going to truly support you um and it yeah. goes both ways absolutely. you, you got to be there for each other i'm so yeah. glad you made absolutely but you also have to make sure that you can accept your story for you too. oh yeah um it's 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 similar to the same lines of basically no one can hold it against you if you're not holding it against yourself absolutely so it's like it's a lot of internal work oftentimes that we don't realize that we need to do mm-hmm. so it's like i haven't accepted that this happened to me so i'm hurt when i've told someone and they've shared right it. but you can't you can't hurt me with a truth and a reality that i've already accepted. absolutely you know what i'm saying so it's like well i thank you for sharing my information because now i know i can't share anything else with you but you're not sharing anything that i haven't already checked in with myself and been like you know what I'm good with this. And if it does get out there, then it is what it is. So I love, love, love that you mentioned that and that you said that. Because a lot of times we, we're just not, we're not open and honest enough with ourselves to be able to be vulnerable with anybody else. Yes. That's, That's strong. That's strong. Good job, Pixie. She, she, that was That's very super strong. strong. Absolutely. I'm glad we're discussing this amongst amongst mental health. And one thing I did see um, was mental health first aid. And I'm not too knowledgeable about that. Can you like just help me understand what's so mental, mental health, health first, first aid? aid is? So if you think about the regular first aid, right? Um, Red Cross first aid. It's mm-hmm. how to respond to someone in an emergency. And what mental health first aid is. Okay. It's how to respond to someone who is experiencing a mental health challenge or a mental health emergency. This is okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Miss Weatherburn, can you share the uh, your up uh, your new accomplishment? You know, because people oh, don't wow. realize that you're an international okay. superstar, and I and I want <laughs> you to just share that with the world. Because we, because we, this show is actually broadcast in several countries, so Singapore, somebody in one of those Mexico. countries may have access to your new uh, publication, oh, wow. your journal. Yeah, like Go that. ahead, talk okay. about it. 
Just like that. Just like that. Why not? Yeah. You tweetable. Yes, I work in higher education, which I love, love, love. I work in student support services. It's near and dear to my heart. I get to use all of my uh, past trainings and what I'm doing to really help students be their best selves and not just while they're in college but living their best life when they when they grow up to be adults when they're really adulting so um, I wrote an article uh, for an organization that they are founders of um, the support area and um, I wrote a publication talking about using um, human services theories and strategies to address student success and student um, challenges, academic and non-academic. And so I was um, accepted in this major journal. Um, I got notification last week that I'm going to be published in March. So I'm super, super excited. Woo! Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. Trying to, you know, break down the walls. People don't really understand that higher education is a, is a mixture of all these life experiences. And we're working with people. So how do you really help people if you're not bringing human services into education? So um, that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. That was a great statement, bringing services and just being service oriented. For all of our active listeners, how do you find clients and how do clients So I am in the process of building my platform of services to everyone. That is something I have been able to work on during this whole pandemic I have really been working on myself during 2020 God has really given me a chance to sit my behind down and yes amen you said you wanted to do so mm-hmm. do it so mm-hmm. um, I am building that um, but if someone wants to schedule a class with me um, I offer the courses usually twice a month so they can email me um, at m h f a r i s h a r d w e d d e r b u r n at gmail.com um so yeah i'm just trying to make myself available to everyone in any capacity that i can and i can also be found on the mental health first aid website so you just go to type in mental health first aid um, and find instructor and then you can find me um, that way as well. And there's also many of instructors in many states and in many countries. So regardless of where you are in the world, regardless of what you're doing, you can find someone to be able to assist you. Do me a favor, give them that email one and- more time. H-F-A-R-I-S-H-A-R-D-W-E-D-D-E-R-B-U-R-N at gmail.com. Got it. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I, before, we always do the last words in the suite. So I'm going to go around round table. I'm going to ask everybody this question. And you have, uh, you know, just respond one sentence or less. How do you provide self-care for yourself? And we'll start oh, with the professional, Miss yeah, Weatherby. Right, you got right, the mic, the mic already, so go ahead. Uh, <laughs> what do I yeah, do? Yeah, you got Self-care the mic. Me. Um, I work out. Um, I work out every day. Um, and if I'm really, really going through, I make sure I lift really, really hard. 
<laughs> and really sweating. Mm, okay. Um, and one of my favorite things to do is to just dance and act really silly with my daughter. That's one of my favorite things to do. Okay. Uh, traveling pissy. How do you provide? Self-care? I like to write, so I journal and work out. I've recently taken up kickboxing and cycling, so I do kickboxing, cycling, or journal every day. Uh, okay. All right, Mr. Mr. Live, how do you provide self-care for yourself? Mr. Mr. Live likes to jump in his car and take a nice long ride and listen to some jazz music or something peaceful. Sometimes I turn the music off and I just ride and think, and it's something about that ride that just, you know, just open up my mind. You know, um, sometimes it's a particular sign or a tree or just anything I see on the side of the road that motivates me, so... That's my thing. Okay. Consultant. Man. Self-care. <laughs> they done stole all my answers. I got to have refreshments in the suite because I do the heavy lifting like Miss Wedderburn. I work out. I mm-hmm. love taking long drives like like Mr. Mr. Live. You got your music on, you laid back. Sometimes I'll just drive and have no music. Right, right. Pixie said writing in journals. They got like these 300 yeah. prompts um, writing that you can get at Amazon at Best Buy with words just to explore yes. your thoughts. Um, I do myself mm. personally just meditation. Mm. They got some different stuff on YouTube you can do for 10 minutes or yeah. 20 minutes. I know when, when I'm in my thoughts and I just want to sleep for 16 hours, <laughs> I make phone calls. <laughs> I promise you, goodness. Some days I get no sleep. I go three days without sleep, and some days I'll sleep for fourteen oh, wow. hours. And so wow. I have to literally be up before that sun goes down, just just to sit in the sun and absorb sunlight. Wow. And if that's not effective, I make phone calls, grandparents, family, friends, kids. Just you know, you just sharing your story or brightening up somebody yeah. else's day just can change your whole. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm not. And I. You know, do all of that for myself. My self care. I do workout. I listen to music. Uh, I drive. I journal. I cook. Cooking has, has pandemic has brought me cooking, and uh, so I like to cook a lot. And I also like to volunteer, serve food to the yeah. homeless, and just help people out. You know, that's that's my self care routine. Thank you all for coming to the suite Thank today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it, this was a great so topic. Nice, yes. it was. I'm so glad we addressed it. I just want to recap for all the listeners who are looking for resources and one slow-mo National Alliance on Mental Illness. You can text N-A-M-I to 741-741. You can also contact BetterHelp at BetterHelp.com. You can contact TalkSpace at try.talkspace.com dot com as pixie said if you have a university or campus nearby they have help centers to assist you you can go to your local churches speak to a pastor or a minister or just anyone to see what counseling services they have at your local church um and we also mentioned the national suicide prevention lifeline it provides 24 7 free confidential support for people in distress prevention and crisis resources at 1-800-273-8255.
Until next time. Well, thank we we're gonna thank Miss Weatherburn before we get out of here. Thank, thank you, Miss so Weatherburn. So AKA Tweet. Yes, thank you, Miss Weatherburn. Hands ready. Thank you. It was a, such a pleasure and an honor to be in the suite. I really it. It was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely gotta come back. Please come, come back. back. Please. I think I think I think, I think you gave us all yes, the coping mechanisms. Yeah, you did. <laughs> You gave us a lot of information that we didn't even know was available or accessible to us for free um, within our fingertips. We just got to take the first step and just admit Absolutely. and acknowledge and just ask That's for help. It. That's it. Absolutely. So thank you and, so and much. Yeah. And don't forget to do the hokey pokey when you're mad, you know. I'm going to try that. The consultant is going to try that. I'm going to go to work next week. Somebody's going to say something. I'm going to start doing the hokey pokey right there in, in, in the room. That's crazy. Uh, so I might see you on Channel 6 nobody News. Mad the right. That's the biggest takeaway. Thank you all so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Have a blessed night. Thank you for entering the bittersweet, where it takes 21 days to make a habit, 90 days to make a lifestyle. Until next time, unlock, lounge, and explore the untold luxuries in your own suite. Remember, be better, not bitter. Commit.